You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 133, Toxic Mold and a Mud Room. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, it's going to be Thanksgiving soon. Yep. Yep. We got a new microphone, so if our (laughs) listeners are going to notice. Hopefully it sounds much better than the last one, although the last one was good, but this one is way better. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully it all works, so I guess we'll see. So we are talking about toxic mold and a mudroom. Now, I'm I'm assuming you think everybody knows what a mudroom, but let's just define what a mudroom is for those who are like, well, I think I know what that is. So that's what like cave people did is they built a room out of mud. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So when I say a mudroom, I mean, you know, like a, not like an entry little area. Could be that, I guess. But to me, a mudroom's a little bit bigger. Um, it's something separated, you know, something separated. It's still attached to the home, but it's a different room um hopefully you can have it to where you can access it from your crawl space or your uh, basement just to make sure you can see uh what's going on with the flooring above it but it's a mudroom so uh, i don't know what would you call it i i call it i always call it mudroom well it's usually a room where people can take off their muddy boots their wet boots it's sort of a place that you go to before you get into the actual house so you're not bringing all that stuff exactly. in there with you yep whether it's off of the you know, typically a mudroom is going to be first room you come into from your garage. Some people have it off their front door, wherever it is. It's just it's just a separate room that I think is very important to try to keep certain articles of clothing, boots, all sorts of stuff outside of the home itself because it could cause mold. Awesome. And what does it, I mean, this episode obviously is called Toxic Mold and a Mudroom. What's the connection between the two? If you have a room to take all your wet clothes off of or your muddy boots and keep it all in one room, 
you prevent the uh, concerns for a mold issue inside the home. And that's what I mean by kind of a separate room. If you end up having some sort of elevated humidity levels in a mudroom, you can address it with a fan. Uh, it's just it's just easier to have one little area that uh, kind of captures all of your defective, right? I shouldn't even say defective, things that are wet that could lead to defects, which could lead to mold. So I'm assuming that it, mud rooms are built to expect those kinds of muddy boots, snow-filled boots in there. Is it possible to get mold in a mud room? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And it, I mean, the way a mud room is built, you know, to some people it might just be a catch-all room. I mean, I when I refer to a mud room, that's that's my idea, my definition of a mud room, where you know you can you can come in there, all your wet clothing, all your muddy boots come off, then you can put on your cleaner stuff. Uh, could there be a mold issue in there? Absolutely. But it's a separate room, so it's, you know, for the most part, um, it wouldn't affect the air quality inside the home. It's whatever. And then if there's a mold issue in a garage, is that a big deal? Would it be a big deal to you? I would think if there's mold anywhere, there'd be a mold problem. There'd be a big deal. <laughs> Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is if if we were to do, let's just say we were doing uh, a home inspection for somebody that's buying a brand new home, not brand new, but brand new to them, and we find everything for the most part goes good, but we find mold in a garage, I would say what you just said, yeah, mold's always a concern. And if my, my buyer said, well, you know, is it that big of a deal? Well, you know, what they think is a big deal and what I think is a big deal are two different things. But I would explain to them. It's a separate airspace from from your home. There should be a firewall there. This we're talking an attached garage. So, yes, it is a concern. But my point is, is it's 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 a separate airspace. If that makes sense. That that does make sense. So, um, thinking about it though, lots of the fancier mud rooms in, that are built with today's brand new homes, they have the locker things that you sit right. in. They yep. have the hooks. So if you have mold in a mud room, but you're hanging up your jackets there, and then sometimes your kids are bringing those jackets into the house, aren't they bringing in, if there's a mold yeah. problem with those jackets that were on the lockers right. and the mold, aren't they bringing it into the house? Yeah, they would be if there's a mold concern. Okay. So it, it would be, and, and what you're talking about, though, those, they're trying to make those rooms more of a slash laundry room also. And mechanical room. So that's where you kind of get into areas where there's there's going to be concerns with other things too. But it would be like, you know, if there's a mold concern in our shop and I'm go down there with my jacket on and I come back up here to the house, am I that concerned that I'm bringing toxic mold spores from the shop up here? I should be. I should be aware of it that I could be. Mm -hmm. But is it something I'm concerned about? No, I don't see any mold in our shop, so I don't care if that makes sense. So... You are correct in the fact that if you have all these lockers, the backpacks, your laundry room, if you have a mold issue in that mud room, yeah, that's that's an issue. And it, but once again, the for me, the purpose of a mud room is is there wouldn't be it's not a laundry room. There's you literally just take off your your muddy clothes and and things like that. So yeah, would there be lockers in there? However you wanted to do it, how you could do it. Mm -hmm. But you got to be careful when you get into the whole. Your water heater's in there, your laundry room, your air handler for the house, which is your furnace. Um, you know, you just got to be 
cognizant of that. Like the, now you're getting into it's a multi-purpose room, not just a mudroom. Correct. And so, what what would you say um, people who have mudrooms should be looking at just to for mold prevention purposes? First of all, you know the type of flooring that you put in there is crucial. I mean, I uh, ideally a mudroom would literally be like a deck, and so any moisture can fall through that and go to the soils below. It's not a heated space, um, but if you're if you're go if if it's a different style of mudroom, you know you want to make sure your flooring isn't just carpet. Because if you throw a carpet flooring, to me, it's it's not even how we feel about carpet in a kitchen or a bathroom. Yeah, exactly. And so you got to be, you know, aware of the type of flooring you're putting in there. You know, instead of putting sheetrock on the walls, maybe you put some sort of paneling and do what we call a wainscot. So you go up halfway and then, then you could put sheetrock above that. That way, if anything gets wet, you don't have concerns. Um, you know, another thing that would be important, too, in a mudroom is a humidity gauge. We talk about that all the time. It, I've been working on my book this morning that I've been working on for like a year. So hopefully we get it done soon. But anyhow, I was talking about humidity gauges and that you should have at least two to three in your home. Mm-hmm. And so that mudroom, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, it should be built properly so that it does have proper ventilation. Because you you could put an exhaust fan in there because you know this is the room where we're going to come in with our soaked jackets from the rain you have an exhaust fan in there because you're anticipating elevated humidity levels. And if you're if you're going to anticipate a lot of humidity in there, which it should never get that high, you know, maybe you could look at having a dehumidifier in there also. Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. If somebody is building a brand new home and on their home house plans, their blueprints, they have a mudroom, where is the ideal location to actually locate a mudroom? It would depend. I mean, most people have um, attached garages, and so I would say between the garage and the house itself. Okay. Um, if you don't have a garage, I would put it at the, the door, whether, you know, do we use the front door more than we use the back door? Do we come through the garage? Like, you know, it would be, it would be dictated by where your main entrance is. Okay. Because the whole point of that, like I said, is, is you know, we're talking, we're up here in Wyoming, so when we go out, to do whatever, plow snow, you go to the grocery store, whatever, you come in with muddy, wet boots. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to just keep putting those on top of carpet um, to cause issues. So it would be a room where you could change out those muddy boots into your fancy cowgirl boots and that aren't all wet and muddy. That makes a lot of sense. What about older homes? I know having uh, grown up in New England, for the most part, homes in New England have their version of a mudroom in the front of the house. Yeah, like a sunroom kind it's like of. A, yeah, yeah, it's almost like a little covered porch right. area. So, Which is perfect. Okay. Because, like I said, something like that is perfect. You take something that was, you know, it just had a, it was, let's just say it was a covered porch. Now you say, hey, we're going to frame up walls and we're going to make this our mudroom. Okay. That's a perfect place. Because it's somewhere where you can come into, you know, it should be watertight. Um and you can go in there, and like I said, you you know you have that space to remove whatever um, that could cause mold issues. And, you know, like I said, the whole point behind it is, is we want to, you know, we talk about, like, chemicals below a sink. You know, what if, and I had it happen with something in our bathroom. I can't remember what it was. Some sort of mouthwash, remember? And it was a thin plastic and yeah. ended up leaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. You want to have protective measures in place so that, you know, 
we don't have mold concerns inside the home. Now, does that make this having a mudroom so you're not going to have a mold concern in your house? By no means. Yeah. But you know, your guests know, your kids know, your husband, wife, whoever, significant other knows, like, this is where all this muddy stuff gets put. Because you think about it, you know, let's just think about maybe a rancher that comes in this time of year, it's been rainy, it's snowing, always takes off his wet bibs, coveralls, and throws them in one corner. Mm-hmm. And they do that all the time. What's going to happen? It's going to accumulate moisture. And that's yep. going to cause a problem. Yep. You're probably, if, you know, if you were to pull the flooring back from that area or do a little more investigating, there's probably a mold issue because mm-hmm. routinely you keep just, you know, we're creatures of habit and you just keep doing the same thing. That's the whole point to me. And, and it doesn't have to be huge. Just something where you have somewhere to get rid of your wet, muddy belongings. That, that makes a lot of sense. What do you recommend people do in the event that they have a, a house that they currently live in that really isn't set up for a mudroom? I'm thinking of homes that are really strange, meaning you enter the house on the basement floor mm-hmm. and then you go upstairs inside to the main floor. Oh, okay. In okay. those cases, like your house isn't structured properly to begin with. Right. What do those people do? Well, and that, that, that is where it gets difficult, you know, because from what you're saying, it reminds me of a job we did. Um, do you remember that job up in Moorcroft, Wyoming? Uh, yes. Yeah. It remember. was very similar to that. Yep. You come in in the garage, then you go into the, like the basement. Mm-hmm. There was obviously mold all over in that basement. And then you go upstairs. Well, with that scenario, it was a weird setup, so we're not going to get into all the ins and outs. But it had like two door; it had two separate doors that went into the basement. It's kind of odd. Yeah. But I would remove one of those doors, and and if you can't or you don't have the square footage on the garage side, which for our listeners, you have a garage and then you have a firewall. Mm-hmm. So it's a, they call it a separate airspace, um, which isn't really the fact. But anyhow. You On the firewall side, the garage firewall side, I would try to build a little mudroom. If I couldn't do it on the firewall side of the garage, I would do it on the other side of the firewall, which is inside the house. Okay. So that you, when you first come into this room, this is what it is. But you, once again, what, what you got to you know keep in mind is, especially with uh, HVAC systems or forced air, how everybody wants to call it, central air, whatever you want to call it. If you have that air handler in that room that you're using as a mudroom, that is not a good idea. Okay. Because depending on your your return air uh, ports for your your HVAC system, some of them are right there at the furnace. So all that air you're sucking that you're pushing throughout the house is coming from that room. Now, technically, it shouldn't be that way. You should have a return air duct somewhere like upstairs and one in the basement. But that's another thing to keep in mind. You don't... You don't want to make that room a mud room, which is what I would call a, you know, somewhat a contaminated airspace with the air handler in there. Because then you're just taking all that air and blowing it clear up into the master bedroom and everywhere. Exactly. Okay. So there's always a way to sort of create. Yeah. You can figure something yeah. out. I mean, it. you know, it's no different than, um, you know, if we wanted to build a sound room inside of one of the rooms, would we figure out a way? Of course. So yeah. it's it's very similar to that. Okay, awesome. So what is your call to action for people? So we're talking about a mudroom to separate, obviously, the out the elements outside, and we don't want to take those into the actual living area. Just go around to all your doors that you have in your house right now and look on the inside and the outside. Check for water stains. Make sure there's no suspected mold right there at the floor level. 
Absolutely. And for anybody who's listening to this, if you know people who have mudrooms, share this episode with them. Yep. Yep. You know, they'll know. Like I said, I I have a different purpose. Everybody would. You would have a different purpose for a mudroom, but... Because I'm a mold guy, that's what I'm looking at. Exactly. So make sure you use situational awareness yep. to look at the doors and make sure there are no water issues. Exactly. And it, you can look, like you can tell at the bottom of the trim. Uh, if you get those driving range, you can see that, that that trim's getting wet or the door jam. And you know, then you got to go outside and make sure it's all silicone properly. Absolutely. So check and document. Exactly. All right. You heard it from the expert. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.